let me invite you to think a little bit about your own life. And you could think back to this last week or month or year or reflect on your whole life. And the thing I'm going to invite you to reflect on is when did someone's kindness touch you? When did someone's kindness bless you, encourage you? When did someone being kind uh, to you um, bless you, touch you somehow? Uh, there's a, it could be a really small example. It could be a, like a, a bigger example. Um, so I was thinking about this this week. And um, in the morning, uh, some mornings, I'll drive the kids to school. And if you are ever on the school run trying to drop your kids off at school, you know that one of the most dangerous places to try to drive is with moms and dads, guardians, grandparents, trying to get their kids to school on time. Um, of course, wanting to get their kids in school, but man, people like are so, uh, it's, it's almost as aggressive as commuting in the South Bay. But um, So we were in this situation where there were all these cars all lined up and all backed up trying to get in the parking lot, and I was at a stop sign, and I was like, oh man, how am I going to like squeeze into this huge line of cars? And I looked, and there's like this big line of cars, and I'm like, ah, and we were running late, and I'm like, ah, oh, we're not going to squeeze in. And there was a driver, saw me waiting at the stop sign, and there were cars behind me too. Uh, and she saw me, and our eyes met. And you know that moment where you're just, you lock eyes with another driver, and you think, is this person going to extend to me a gentle kindness? And you're hoping. And then she just lifted her hand and went like this. Just waved me over. And so she stopped. I was at the stop sign. The car in front of her moved forward. She gave me the little gesture to move on. And I moved out of my position. I got into the line of the cars. Um, much to the, to the joy of, of uh, everyone in my car because we got to school on time. which was great. Um, small thing. A small kindness. Uh, or it could be something a little bigger. Um, oh, oh, this is now years ago, but when, when we were moving into a, the place where we now live, uh, there were a bunch of folks, and particularly I think fondly of the, the men and the men's group from GRX, who used their strong backs and arms and helped us move a bunch of our furniture into our place. This was a big act of kindness by, by uh, these guys. Uh, and other people blessed us in that moving season as well. But this was a big thing. These guys came and, and moved our furniture, went from one place, picked it up, and then brought, brought, brought it over to our place and, and, and helped move it all in. And um, really broke very few things, too. So I thank the men's group. It's really just wonderful. Uh, that's a bigger thing. Kindness. Your life. I'm going to give us about one minute. About 60 seconds to just pause, it's just going to be silent, it's just going to be quiet, for you to think about your life and reflect on um, someone whose kindness 
uh, touched you. Someone whose love for you encouraged you. Someone who invested in you. Someone who poured into you. Could be a big thing or small thing. But whose kindness uh, touched you. Let's just reflect on this for about a minute. All right, that's been about a minute. I think we rush through life so quickly, going from one activity to the next, from one thought to the next, that sometimes we uh, don't pause to realize how much uh, our own lives um, have been affected by the kindness of other people. Now, I also suspect that while you were thinking about this person, there were probably some people who could be thinking of you. One of the things I've really appreciated about uh, our GRX community is how kind uh, people are here in this community. And I think that's one of the things, among many, that make this community such a special place, that there are so many people here willing to be generous, kind, loving, uh, Christ-like with each other. Right, with that, I'm going to jump more into the, the teaching, and, and I hope to actually return to this question at the end to do a roundtable towards the end of the message where we might be able to hear from some of us who were some people or who was one person that was particularly kind to you and touched you. So... Hope to get to that at the end of the message. Um, if you've been here for a while, you know we've been studying the book of Ephesians. Today we're in Ephesians chapter 4. And just to give you a heads up, this will be the last uh, message in Ephesians for a little bit. We're going to take a break from Ephesians and then come back to it after Easter, which is April, April 12th. But what we're going to do next week all the way until Easter is actually dive into the topic of forgiveness. The theme is finding freedom in forgiveness. So we're going to just take a little pause. So today is our last uh, message on Ephesians for, uh, for a little while because we're going to have a break 
Um, But we're at a good place for Ephesians because we have just crossed into the second half of the book. So Ephesians, this is just an overview. Ephesians chapters 1 through 3 are really all about theology, about Christ-centered thinking. And that's what the Apostle Paul lays out. He lays out all this teaching in chapters 1 through 3. But then after chapters 1 through 3, in, verse, in chapters 4 through 6, today we're in chapter 4, 4 through 6 is all about Christ-centered living. He shifts from doing just teaching to actually talking about living the ways that we should live. Not just believe, but if you believe all this stuff, then walk in this way. That's the break between chapters 1 through 3 and then chapters 4 through 6. Um, If you have your uh, phone or if you have your Bible, I wanted to point this out. Last week we looked at this verse. Um, It's actually Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. This verse is the pivot verse for the entire book of Ephesians, moving from Christ-centered teaching to Christ-centered living. So if you, um, you want to look, it, it's not on the slide. Um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tricking you back there, Grace. This is not on the slide. Um, but if you want to look in your Bible uh, and see Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, you'll notice that it's actually this pivot verse, this pivot from teaching to living. And I'll read it for you. But the Apostle Paul says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. You've learned about all this stuff before in the first chapters, so now, therefore, I'm telling you, walk in this. Walk in this way. Live this way. And we're going to continue to see that in the last part of chapter 4 and then into chapter 5. And that's the text that we're going to look at today. Walk in this way. You know all this stuff. Now do this. Live this way. And so now uh, here's the slide. All right. So here it is. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futilities of their mind. This is how you're supposed to apply this. Those Gentiles, they are darkened in their understanding alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, to practice of every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. See, this is not what I've taught you. This is not what you've learned, and this is not what I've looked at in chapters 1 through 3. This is not what you've learned. This is not the ways that you've learned in Christ. Verse 21, assuming that you've heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. And then this is what you're supposed to do. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in the true righteousness of holiness. So then now he gets more deeply into the action. 
This is more deeply into what it is to live like a follower of Jesus. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Have you ever heard that phrase? Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Remember, don't let the sun go down on your anger. You know, if you're an old guy like me, you probably grew up watching the Brady Bunch. That's an old show. Okay, like two people probably grew up watching the Brady Bunch. Yeah, all right. Old, old show. You know, they use this line in television. It's a sitcom about a family. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. I first heard this on Brady Bunch. I first heard this on a sitcom, on a TV show. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And it's a good way to live. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. You can be angry. Don't, don't, don't stew on it and stew on it and stew on it because it, it, it can give the evil one a, a, a foothold in your life. Don't, don't live with that anger. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. It's a good way to live. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. And then he goes into very practical uh, vocational advice right here. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So if anyone, if you're, if you're here at GRX, maybe you're a longtime person, or maybe this is, you're visiting, and your vocation happens to actually be thief, um, you're, that's your occupation, you're like a, a, a bandit or something, you steal jewelry or or um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, corporate, I don't know what corporate people steal. Um, pens, I don't know, you steal pens, uh, paper clips. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. This message is for you. Don't, don't do that. Uh, make an honest wage. Uh, stop stealing pens. Uh, get a paycheck. Get a job, get a paycheck. Uh, buy your own pens. <laughs> buy a box of pens so that you can share your pens with other people, right? Practical, practical. That's what this is. If you're a thief, don't steal anymore. Do honest work so that you may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupt talking come out of your mouth, but only as such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Isn't that, isn't that fantastic? that our words give grace to other people. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Right? You're followers of Jesus Christ. You're saved. You're sealed. Your salvation is secure. So don't worry about that. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, that's like trying to get ahead, and slander be put away from you along with all malice put away all that stuff, and live in this way instead. Be kind to one another, just like people have been kind to you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And then actually, I think this, this section is actually continues on. Um, Therefore, you know all this, be imitators of God. Just be like God. Just, it's easy, just be like God. Just imitate God. Be like Jesus. 
as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality, this is activity here, sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. All right, so that ends this section of Ephesians. We're going to go take a break from, from this. There's a lot of stuff in here, but did you notice how it moved away from just Christ-centered teaching to Christ-centered living? Live like this. Live like this. Be kind. Be tenderhearted. This is the Apostle Paul moving to tell people, hey, live this way. And we're going to focus um, on these things. I'm going to reread verses uh, 32 uh, into the first part of chapter 5, where Paul says, do this. Live like this. You want to follow Jesus? Live like this. Be kind to one another and tenderhearted, forgiving one another. As, Christ in, as God in Christ forgave you. And then be imitators of God. Imitators of God. See, that's why I joked earlier, oh, that's easy. We'll just be perfect. Loving, unconditionally, perfectly forgiving. Don't let the sun go down on our anger. No, it's, it's hard. It's easy to say. It's easy to read, but it's really, really hard to live, to be imitators of God. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. So be imitators of God. The question for me is, like, how? How do you be an imitator? How do we imitate God? One, by paying attention to Jesus. And then by walking in the way of Jesus. But we have to pay attention. We have to pay attention. And yeah, I'm going to do a little activity up here to try to show what imitation looks like. And I need, I need a little, I need somebody that is, is kind of okay with their self-image because you're going to be up here on this stage with me. And I need somebody that's a little bit like willing to like be a little jokey, not take yourself too seriously. And are you going to do a little something with me? You're, you're, going, to, you're going to do a little something with me. All right, so, and, and we're, hopefully it'll be a little bit of laughter, and if it's not a little bit of laughter, then I'll, I'll feel bad about myself, and then, and then, like, I don't know, like, eat myself into oblivion with Thin Mints or something like that. Um, does someone want to come and just join me, and what we're going to do is we're going to do a little, like, imitation thing, a little imitation thing. Anyone want to come? Because I'm going to call on Josh if no one volunteers. Um, <laughs> Because Josh is like, I'll do something with you. You don't even have to tell me. So, but it was, it was something else. But now I'm changing, changing it up. Does anybody want to come up here and do this? Or is it going to be like this imitation thing? We're going to do this thing. All right. I see that hand. Thank you. You can put your hand. That, yeah, I see that hand. Thank you. No, I'm just, there's, no, it's, no, it's not happening. All right. All right. So Josh, why don't you come on up here? Why don't you come on up here? All right. All right. So what I'm going to ask Josh to do um, is I'm going to try to put myself more in the foolish position right now. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk, um, uh, I'm going to walk uh, along the stage here in the front, 
And then I would like you to try to imitate my gait, my walk. Okay? <laughs> All right? So, you ready? You guys watch this. You guys can see how well Josh does. Okay? All right? Here we go. Trigger back. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how well did Josh does. <laughs> all right. All right. That's great. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all. It's done. It's done. Thank you. All right. So what did you see that Josh did? What did you see? Yes, he imitated. He imitated. But how did he know how to imitate my walk? He observed. He watched. Yes. All of those things he did. And that's the same thing. How do we imitate God? We imitate God by paying attention to God, by watching, reading scripture, reading the gospels, paying attention to Jesus. This is why if we don't read scripture, if we don't know the gospels, we won't know Jesus. It's like if we don't watch what God is doing, it would be like Josh trying to imitate me, but he would stand up here with his eyes closed. He's not going to be able to imitate me with his eyes closed. And that's the same thing. If our Bibles are closed, we won't be able to imitate who Jesus is. All right. I think, I, I think that's enough. You guys are getting that. I've been teaching a lot. Let me move over to the round table. One of the things in this verse is verse uh, 32. Be kind to one another. When we are kind to one another, that is the way that we live into the reality of who Jesus Christ is. So what I want to ask you is who have been people that have blessed you, have touched your life, have been kind to you? Because in that way, they are actually living out what this verse is talking about. So are there, are there people that, you know, would like to share? When I did that reflective exercise at the very beginning... Would you like to come up and share who came to mind? Wh who was it? And when did someone's kindness touch you? Maybe, uh, I don't know, one person or two people. You want to come up? You raise your hand and then just uh, come on up. Anybody share any pens with you? <laughs> Anybody who, uh, yeah, you experienced kindness? From somebody. Okay, Jen, come on up. And, yeah, well, come on. And can we have the cordless? Uh, I know everyone is wanting to be polite and letting someone else go. That's what I... 
Um, all right, well, we'll just go with Jen. We'll just go with Jen. You know, for someone who has told me many times she doesn't like to be up front talking with people, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. This is wonderful. So everyone, this is Jen. Um, oh, let me ask before, is it okay to keep the podcast recording running? Okay. All right. So um, I'll just let you go. Oh my gosh, I really don't like being up here, but, um, but I have to share. I have to share my kindness. Um, we were at Gleanings for the Hungry and there was a person who was doing the sermon, and she had talked about being able to write post-it notes to encourage others. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. great. Post-it notes are great. <laughs> they are great. Yeah. Um, and so when she was done, and we were about to head out and, like, pack our soup, Nathan, 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 there you are. Nathan. He ran up to me, and he had a post-it note for me, and it just said, I love you. And he just gave it to me, and it just made my day. Well, actually, it's, it's still on my wall at home. But his act of kindness was just really touching. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Unless you wanted to finish up the message, then I can go sit, I can go sit back there. Uh, you know, um, the act of kindness, yes, post-it note. Yes, yes, that's what it is. Uh, be imitators of God. Be kind. That's what it is. So for the application, this is the last slide for the message. Um, imitate God, which at first part sounds completely uh, daunting. How can we imitate God? I don't know if I can really imitate God in the totality of all of who God is, but I can write a post-it note. Sure, I can do that. For you, you might want to choose a different quality of God rather than be kind. It might be forgiving or being tender-hearted. Or you might want to practice not letting the sun go down on your anger. Or you have someone that you need to forgive. Whatever that is, pick that thing and then practice it. Walk in it. Walk in it this week. Practice it. Um, and if you can't think of anything and number one feels too daunting, then just do number two instead. Simply be kind. And in that way, you will be imitating God. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you so much that you call us to this incredibly huge thing. And at the same time, it is incredibly simple. Love the way we've been loved. Forgive the way we've been forgiven. To be kind to one another the way people have been kind to us. God, I pray that we would be a community that would have the courage boldness to live as imitators of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.